Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. quite like cab podcasts Catherine hence <laughs> we're back in the cab on the way back from the US Open at Flushy Meadows after the day session we're heading to Manhattan and uh, the skies are orange and purple and blue uh, it is sunset time here and we have had storms galore I got caught in one today it was um, a bit different to the ones we get in Solly Hall I've got to say I got uh, I got wetter than I would have jumped in a swimming pool. You've been dodging lightning storms and being evacuated. Um, so it's all been happening here at the US Open today. Yeah, Americans have a uh, very strict view on health and safety in, mm. <laughs> in uh, television scenarios. Um, no one was taking any risks with my life today. No, no. I, I was... Yeah. You were swiftly I was, removed. I was laying down in the studio having a brief rest of my eyes in the studio lights when I was informed we were evacuating and I tried to stage a sort of Julian Assange type protest <laughs> and remain in place but uh, uh, I was informed that uh, nobody wanted to risk my risk my life in a, in a lightning based situation so I, I simply had to leave. I see. Uh, so a, 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 a brief resting of the eyes is what's what a nap is now known as is it no there's no there's no <laughs> napping when you've got when you've got an earpiece in <laughs> and you're listening Catherine. you're listening to greg rosetsky live narrate a tennis match <laughs> i've seen you nap in all sorts of scenarios so don't give me that i did uh, get my um hair and, and my, my makeup touched up while I was lying down that was a new experience so that's the first two minutes and ten seconds of the (laughs) podcast taken care of and we haven't really talked about any tennis yet so let's do that Um, because there's been lots of it and uh, some of it has been dramatic some of it has been Oh, quite a struggle to watch at at times Um, we can start with the big story of the day certainly in the day session which is that the world number one Naomi Osaka the defending champion is out at the hands of Belinda Bencic I watched that match in the company of Judy Murray on BBC Radio I, f- I found the performance of Bencic really uplifting her tennis I, it was a reminder I think I mean she's 12 in the world I should I should watch her matches more often than I do I feel having watched that and ha- having seen her turn Osaka's power back on herself 
with her angles and the ability to take the ball early. You know, it's a reminder of just what a player she is. She made the, the world number one, although she won't be world number one in a week because this result means that Ash Barty returns to world number one, but she made Osaka look one-dimensional. Mm. And, and that doesn't mean she full stop is one-dimensional because she wasn't at full force today. She had the injury time up, the knee is obviously struggling... Uh, troubling her to some extent but yeah that's how it looked today she was she not only had the variety and and the sort of auxiliary way to win points but she was also winning the the forehand to forehand yeah um baseline exchanges with Naomi Osaka and she wins it in in an unconventional way because it's not about brute power is it even though the ball flies off her racket it's not all generated by her it's not like Stan Wawrinka power uh, which comes from his his torso and his swing thunderclap power yeah. as Matt Roberts puts it oh that's well oh. well put Matt we oh. miss Matt we miss Matt hence why he was on in the dead of the night last night while you were asleep <laughs> um, but uh, he, he is good isn't he that lad anyway uh, but she's got her own power it's it's reflective power. It's like somebody's put a force field around her and the, the lasers are fired at her and they just rebound. Um, and they rebound at funny angles. It's a bit like pinball, isn't it? You know, the way yeah. they, those, little, those little circles yeah. when the ball bounces off them. You don't quite know where they're going to go next, but they go like arrows onto, into the corners. And she... She's like Martina Hingis with just a bit more, bit more power than yeah. Martina Hingis had. But I mean, um, those comparisons are very obvious because, of course, she's she's worked with Hingis and Hingis's mum was her was her coach for a long time. So um, it's obviously clear that her game would have influences there. But she's she's just so good. She's yeah. So she's so good. She's got more uh, wins over top ten players than anyone else this season. I think she's had nine, um, and that'll cease to be much of a stat for for much longer. I think because. She'll be a top ten player yeah. herself, but and she's had five top five wins as well, which is more yeah. than anybody else as well. I mean, and when she wins titles, she beats everybody. You yeah. know, she. I mean, <laughs> yeah, obviously, she does it the hard way. I mean, obviously, you beat everybody if you win the title, but she beats all the top players. It seems. I mean, the, the Dubai and Toronto titles she's won have seen her just beat a who's who of the the biggest names in the sport, pretty much. Um, and she's been around for a while. I mean, it's it's 2014 when she reached the quarterfinals here for the first time as a 17-year-old. She's 22 now. I'd forgotten that, you know. Yeah. It's, it's easy to forget. Yeah. And she beat good players along the way. She beat Angelique Kerber on the way to to getting to that far. And the wrist injuries she's had are, are horrible, quite honestly. Um, yeah, and when you hear the words wrist injury, you think, oh, no. Yeah. I also feel like a, a player as dexterous as her could have could have lost something with a, an injury like that even in recovery she could have found that she just was never the same again because certain players do don't they um, but today she she went two love up against Osaka and she had break points for three love um, with with all those angles that she was using and she was just half volleying winners left right and centre and Judy Murray was saying she's one of the best players in the world at changing the direction of the ball at sort of you know if you're in a cross-court rally of suddenly changing it up and going the other way and she can hit inside out backhands as well what can't she do 
Not really much. Catherine's got a little bit distracted by the most stunning sunset over Manhattan at the moment. It's ridiculous. It's skyline porn. <laughs> yes, we're on, a, we're on a bridge. This is amazing. I think the... it's the Williamsburg Bridge. Is this the Williamsburg Bridge? No, it's 59th Street Bridge. Oh, the less glamorously named 59th Street Bridge. It's a good one, though. I'm, I'm quite okay. quite into it. Um, so, yeah, benches through. And, yeah, Osaka, I didn't really... I didn't really see it coming after the performance you put in the last round was so good, but then the head-to-head was 2-0 for Bencic and the, uh, this year. She'd beaten her in Indian Wells and a close one, I think, in Madrid. Um, I thought she'd make more of a match of it. Yeah. I, th- I thought Bencic had a really good shout. That head-to-head was um, significant, I think. Um, well, obviously it was significant, but um, I, I thought it would go to three. I thought they just. I th- she was flat today, I suspect that was um, partly due to the injury I, 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 my feeling was that injury was troubling her as much mentally as it was physically, she seemed to be moving alright to me, I don't know yeah. what your impressions were Honestly uh, I, I felt she was just outplayed today, mm. I re- because she gave one of the best pre-match interviews I've heard any of the players give they're usually excruciating in the, in the tunnels, understandably so, the players are so stressed out um, and nervous ahead of matches, but she gave insight into why, once again, why she'd done what she'd done with Coco and how how pleased she was about that that interview that they'd done together. She spoke about that, and then she spoke about the head-to-head against Benchic, and she she said how much she'd kind of struggled in those matches, but she clearly seemed upbeat about the prospect of playing her again. I think she was taken aback by just how good Benchic was today. She's so disarmingly honest, even in pre-match interviews. Yeah. I mean, who tells you that they're aware of their that they're that they're losing head to head against a player that they're literally about to step on court with is something that is on their mind. I mean, yeah. most players would say, "Yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. I don't care about that. It's all going to be. It's all going to be." just fine it's all going to come up Osaka today <laughs> she said oh, oh yeah I'm a bit worried about that yeah she she was straight straightforward but it was a great win for Bencic who now plays Donna Vekic and we we were able to cover that match as well just because it, it finished shortly after it and she was a set down to Yulia Gergers. It was, I mean, it was a really emotional match to watch. I found it really moving to watch that match because of how much it clearly meant to both players. They've both been around for a while, both knocking on the door. Um, Gergers has reached a Grand Slam semi-final before, but never, you know, this was still a big deal. A Grand Slam quarter-final opportunity. She was a set-up. She was serving for the match. She got a 3-0 record against Vekic, and she didn't win. And for Vekic, she'd never reached a quarterfinal of a Grand Slam before. And when she finally got it back on her own terms and was serving for the match... Well, you'll never know what I was about to say next, will you? Because (laughs) the batteries ran out of the recorder. That's how sophisticated our recording system is here at the Tennis Podcast. However, moments later, we've arrived at Destination Catherine's Hotel Lobby, and we are back in business. I've got a beer. Catherine's got a whiskey, making her one whiskey Whitaker, yep. uh, which I've just coined, and I'm really pleased with myself. It's the uh, only reason I drink whiskey now. It is. for the alliteration. I mean, now we're not going to be able to get other drinks, <laughs> <laughs> which is the downside. Uh, but Donna Vekic is who we were talking about, and when she came out to serve for that match, 
Oh, I felt every single point with her. I really did. She was almost almost hyperventilating mm. with each point. She went love 30 down. But to go love 30 down, she hit a double, a double fault. She was breathing in and out. You could imagine the sort of training she's gone through in order to, to probably prepare for moments like that. Because but you she, can't. You can't. But she is somebody who's lost a lot of matches from winning positions like that just based on nerves really and because she's become an excellent player Donna Vekic if you think back to when she arrived as a 16 year old and there was all that talk and hype and she was kind of had an English accent and because she trained in England and so we were all kind of turning up at her press conferences out of curiosity and slightly trying to claim her as British slightly just a bit (laughs) and then she she disappeared from the scene well I mean if you go back in the archive she she was an interviewee of the tennis podcast I think back in 2013 you know that's six years ago she was she was 17 years old don't listen folks they were rubbish back then I'm sure she was great but (laughs) yeah it's not that great that's not what David says David says listen to our archives don't listen to our archives (laughs) um Catherine Whitaker selling the pot. Um, <laughs> but Vekic was... She went away for years. You know, she, she went into the wilderness, really, for, for years. And she's come out the other side. Isn't that the theme of this tournament? Mm. Transitions from brilliant, lauded, much-talked-about juniors to period of relative wilderness and then breaking through um, in their own good time. That's yeah. kind of... Well, Bencic has done that, and obviously hers was a question of injury. Bencic, Taylor Townsend. Yes, God, you're right. Yeah, that match in the evening session tonight. I'm sure there's another one that I'm forgetting. Anyway. Fits that mould. Yeah. Um, But Vekic at Love 30 calmed herself down and got through it. But the last two points of that match, both of them featured just worldy backhands down the line from Yulia Gergis to set up putaways that she would put away in her sleep. The first of them, she blazed wide with a forehand to go match point down. The second one, she hit a, a bounce smash long. And the look on her face, she challenged to Hawkeye. And honestly, there was something about this match, looking at the two players' faces, I think it's what it meant to them. You know, these are two players that haven't had an Osaka moment. So, you know, I didn't feel the same way for her. They don't have... OK, I know Vekic is a young woman, but... Gergas is a little older. Who, who knows whether this will happen for them to get to the semis or to the final of this tournament? Just the look in their faces. I, I could have cried for them, really. And um, I was just, well, sad for, sad for Gergas, but Vekic, is, it's, it's great to see. that. And also, I like the fact that she's had a coach come on board with her in Torben Belts, who's been at the very highest level with Angelique Kerber. And yet he's... He's looked around and he's decided to kind of invest himself in Donna Vekic and he's just helped build her career. Yeah, in a very unglitzy, yeah. out of the spotlight kind of a way, which is which is really great. Um, at the French Open when Donna Vekic was in the fourth round, one of the two previous occasions she'd been in the fourth round and not, not been able to push through to the quarterfinals, which made today all the more special, I think. Um, when ahead of her fourth round match I can't remember who it was against it was definitely on the Suzanne Longling court um, the, the WTA made Torben Belts available for interview and I remember I was um, with the cameraman and we were we were waiting for, for Torben Belts cameraman Aaron who 
don't know why I'm name checking him because he definitely doesn't listen to this podcast um, hello Alan Aaron Aaron Aaron, Aaron. Um, he said oh is he, a, is he a tall guy I said no about normal height about normal height mate set your shot up for a normal height kind of a man because <laughs> I'd only ever seen him sort of sitting down or crouching so have I I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath oh he's extraordinarily tall and it was <laughs> it was a very quick well perhaps not so quick readjustment well Torben Belts stuck there, stood there anxiously like, can we get going now, please? <laughs> you didn't and I go- couldn't explain what had happened, that I'd underestimated his height by about 10 inches. <laughs> I mean, you know, you'd have thought, presenting a podcast with me, you'd be well-primed for this stuff. But no. Maybe my standards of what counts as tall have been completely... How um, tall is this bloke? I mean, He was really, really was tall. Like 7'2 or something. No, I mean probably about your height right okay well, i'm gonna go and meet him uh you know set up a tall let's club. find out is david taller than torben belts <laughs> set up a tennis what tall a club <laughs> fantastic oh well i seem to get put on matches that involve <laughs> yeah. tall people just single because single use gags single use gags who could who can beat them uh so that means that donna Vekic is going to be playing against belinda bencic in the quarterfinals fascinating match they're very good friends um according to both players and I haven't had a chance to look up when it was, um, but Daniela was mentioning just what, half an hour ago as we came off air in the Prime studio that the last time they met, I think Ven- Vekic beat Bencic pretty handily, really? interestingly. Yeah, that was quite recently on the clay, I believe. I think it might have been at the French Open, actually. Um, so, yeah, we've got Vekic against Bencic. We've got the winner of Andreescu and Townsend, which we'll be bringing you... Uh, a word on at the end of this show uh, a little later tonight as we come to you it's the, they've just started Nadal Cilic at the moment um, <laughs> on that subject Diego Schwartzman being asked being put the question on his on-court interview by Brad Gilbert with Alexander well, he'd just beaten Alexander Zverev in four sets of which more to come and Brad Gilbert says uh, Diego you're playing the winner of Nadal and Cilic and he goes so I play Nadal (laughs) I think he said Rafa actually so I play Rafa oh bless (laughs) Um, hang on I thought you knew about that because you tweeted about it no Matt tweeted about it oh right I just just the way you deliver it Catherine come on I'm (laughs) giving you props here Uh, well the first thing you said was um uh, he thought he played Berrettini, which, which really made me oh, chuckle as well. that is disappointing for him, isn't it? <laughs> His face fell. Uh, <laughs> and that's nothing against Berrettini. Who's, who, He's just not Nadal. Of more, more of which later. Um, so, the other player that's won through today is Elise Mertens, who's who's beaten Christian. Great run for her, but Mertens, my goodness, merciless Mertens today. She's dropped fewer games than anybody else on route to the quarterfinals. Only sixteen, and had in four probably matches. fewer words spoken about. Yes, just the way things go, isn't it? She's really? so solid. There's nothing flashy about her game. There's just no weaknesses in it at all. Of course, she Australian Australian Open semi finalist last year at the start of last year. That was completely out of the blue at the time and she did a really good job of backing that up I thought I thought she might not quite sink without trace but certainly it is not difficult back it up to in do. the way she did yeah. um, she had a really good clay court season um, but this is her first quarter final since then mm, yeah and she could go further you know we'll have to wait and see she'll play the winner of Andreescu and Townsend um, and, and that's 
you know, we we now face a situation where one of those players is going to be in a Grand Slam final. It's Which is pretty cool, I great. think. You know, it's really, it's, really great. It is nice. Just a quick um, Serena update. I saw that people um, were aghast that we didn't mention Serena yesterday. Um, not necessarily because of uh, the match, uh, but more because of turned ankle. the turned ankle, which did look quite dramatic at the time I saw her on the practice court first thing this morning, which I thought was a good t- good sign, um, because had had there been a, a significant issue, she probably would have given it given it more time. And she to, was really going for it, wasn't she? It's she quite was. funny looking over the shoulder of Daniela Hantikova <laughs> in your studio, and you could see Serena absolutely crashing yeah, the ball around. She was. She had strapping on the ankle. She had extra strapping. I know she always wears the um, the ankle braces, but. Um, she looked all right to yeah. me. She looked all right. Good. Um, so these are the men's matches that we, we saw. Let's start with Zverev against Schwartzman. It was, I mean, I think that kind of sums it up, Catherine, from a Zverev perspective. This is a guy who had won two five-set matches and a four-set match coming in, and this was another four-set match. He won the first set, even though he, he felt like he was on the defensive quite a lot in, in many of the rallies. And... I find, from a, from a strictly Zverev perspective, I find his his performances pretty depressing. Depressing, yeah. I mean, he 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 is like slowing down to look at a car crash. Is how it was described in one of our WhatsApp groups today. Mm. I mean, you know, that's that sounds dramatic, but it's. But it it feels it feels like you, looking in on something, almost intruding on someone's yeah. sort of pain is yeah. that's the comparison there it's it's, it's he, he he shouldn't yeah. he shouldn't be making us feel like this at the age he is it's because he's been around for quite a while now a few years and everybody's told us and we've probably told everybody that this guy is going to be world number one one day or a grand slam champion he hasn't got beyond a quarter final of the grand slam he's gone out early in a number of them he looks at the moment pretty ordinary that's that's the yep. the scary thing from his perspective he's gone from being at the end of the o2 last year looking special to looking ordinary and to looking like he's got some real glitches in his game uh, total lack of confidence a take on board all the points that people make about the off-court struggles he's had with his agent and the stresses that that's given him and and it looks like he's at least got a new agent with Roger Federer's company Tony Godsick's teammate that they will probably lay good foundations for him in that regard but on the court he's a six foot six inch grinder and that is not what we were sold really He's a decent grinder, isn't he? But I, I, he's obviously not going to be a Grand Slam winning or even Grand Slam semi-finalist grinder. You can't Clearly, win with you, that you, build playing like that. No. And it's it's so obvious. We are not... <laughs> we're not um, former players. We're not... It's just so blinding. All of these obvious. rounds were, felt, like, felt like just Groundhog Day. Watching him against Radu Albot. Watching him against um, I can't remember who it was in the second round. Five sets in the second round. Um, and in the third round he played Aliage Bedenay. And in the fourth round he, here he is against Diego Schwartzman who, look I'm really... TFO I'm, second round. TFO second round. I'm really reluctant to, to go just 
I know we, we're just talking about Zverev here, and, and Schwartzman <laughs> is such an explosive player, and for his size, what he does is, is frankly ridiculous. Pound for pound, he's an incredible tennis player. And played such a clever match today against a, a guy that was standing two metres behind the baseline most of the time. Diego Schwartzman at the net? What a yeah. beautiful revelation. But they're not... You know, he is punching above his weight. Zverev is punching way below his weight. In, mm. in not literal terms, in terms of the way... You know, you look at his frame and what he should be able to achieve and do on a tennis court, and he's just doing a fraction of it. I was feeling more sympathetic towards him half an hour ago before I saw a clip from his press conference where he's slagged off Daniil Medvedev and... Who's now Everything that's brilliant about Daniil Medvedev. What, give us a, a little highlights reel. We said he doesn't think that Daniil Medvedev being great is great, when it quite when, clearly is great. When you say great, you mean he should keep his mouth shut rather than telling the yeah, crowd he says he to bring be, it on. He says Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal have, I think maybe only mentioned Federer, but um, you know, set the standards for what's good in sport. And he said we he as the next the gen, he talked on behalf of the next generation, he which said, I found a little bit hard to take. He, he said he went over the line. Went over the um, line, but he was being specifically asked about those celebrations towards mm. the crowd. He wasn't being asked about um, any of the indiscretions that led towards him being booed. And Alexander Zverev got a point penalty today for two code violations, so people in glass houses. The other thing is he also started to talk about things that Medvedev does, and I guess he means in matches they've played, that really wind him up. Yep. Um, changing, changing his shoes, shoes yeah. and stuff like Imagine that. Imagine how he feels about Sitsipas. But, you know, <laughs> our reactions to that press conference were different. I mean, I mean, and I think you would take my point here. Well, let's see if you do. I, I know that he was criticising Medvedev, who we all think is hilarious suddenly, right? And I, agree, I do too. I thought it was great. I think it's great that Zverev comes out and ha- has the, 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 the... He's prepared to come out and give this guy a hard time. He's doing the same thing. Yeah, fine. But did you agree with anything he said? No. Do you think it made him look good that I, he said that? I don't think it necessarily agree with everything that Medvedev do you th- says. What do you think, how do you think it made him look to be speaking on behalf of the next gen? Yeah, like I mean, that? That, okay, that's perhaps clumsy language. I mean, look, I don't like the fact that Zverev comes in and the first thing he said was, well, I talked about this two days ago in my press conference. Yeah. You know, okay, that mate, is, yeah. And that is so specifically not what Roger Federer does yeah. to be speaking about you know we should all be following the example of Roger Federer when yeah. that's he, precisely he what spent makes him 20 years giving great answers to often rubbish questions well, um, and, and questions that he's heard in every press conference for 20 years yes he has um, so look I don't agree with lots of things that Alexander Zverev says but I love the fact that he's just prepared to go out and say it and for the same yeah. reasons that Medvedev's prepared to just go yeah. out and say this stuff to the crowd. It's, we've said this about so many people before, haven't we? It's great for us. I just don't think it necessarily looks great for him. Like, you know, we ran a, a getting to know you piece um, with Zverev to, ahead of the match. And he was asked, um, well, how do you like to relax in your free time? And he said, being on my yacht in Monte Carlo not relatable content Alex I mean great amusing amusing for us that he's been that honest but in terms of public perception I don't think that's a win I I think the the bigger point really is that Medvedev could get away with what he did because he was winning 
you know and actually it's very it's very actually said that you know as long as he keeps winning it's fine isn't it you know he can do what he likes uh, at the end of his answer that's what he said and I do think that's the point Zverev's kind of hitting out when he's just got beaten so you <laughs> it's probably not your best moment to be doing that but I, it does not make me look forward to Medvedev against Zverev oh, next time agreed yes please <laughs> although Medvedev would kill him well in I, current form I don't yeah I mean in current form I'm, I'm, but they're not that dissimilar in terms of their playing style well exactly so when it comes to similar playing styles it just tends to come down to who's better yeah and but Medvedev that, that is could so turn much better quite soon I suppose couldn't it if if Zverev sorts himself out we'll find out won't we in the time to come I, I don't know what their head to head is um, but um, the other match that we saw today featured um What's his name against? Matteo Berrettini? Matteo Berrettini. Matteo I keep thinking Marco Mario Matteo. Matteo Berrettini. Sorry, Matteo. Can I tell you something about his name? Yeah. Berrettini means little hat in Italian. Right. How there great is that? Your hat correspondent. Matty Little Hat. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, he beat Andre Rublev today. Yeah. Seeded player against unseeded player. And it was, I think, a big shock that the seeded player won yeah yeah I didn't because I picked it at the start of the day did you I mean yeah I did have a look at the news have a look at the newsletter predictions folks which you can sign up to uh, if you just scan down on your show notes on your phone right now you can just click on newsletter link and sign up to get okay, a free so newsletter every day here? which includes our daily predictions what happened here I'll tell you Does exactly what happened the back stories I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly <laughs> since you've invited it I'll tell you exactly uh, so we wake up in the morning and what happens is we wake up and Matt has prepared everything for the newsletter uh, all we need to do is fill in our predictions Matt has already put his prediction in which was Rublev beating Berrettini to which Catherine said you can't have that Matt because that's not an upset and we kind of like a loosely based upset to which Matt said hold on Berrettini's the 24th seed Rublev's unseeded yes it is upset and an upset and therefore I can have it Catherine wasn't having this and she said find me one person that thinks that Berrettini is going to beat Rublev to which I said okay I'll have Berrettini because I think he can win no you didn't you said I'll have Berrettini just so Matt can have Rublev you yes. didn't say because I think he's going to win because that's the kind of guy <laughs> I am yeah it was I was sticking up for Matt. That is the universe rewarding you. Yes. For Although we should also add that, that about 20 seconds earlier I'd picked Benchich <laughs> to beat Osaka, which would have made it my oh, fourth my fourth That is a real Greg Rosetsky move you've I know, done there. I love it. My fourth consecutive <laughs> day of correct prediction. So actually I've kind of got five in a row right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you started it. Uh, so that's how we got there. I can't remember what the point was. <laughs> Whether the, it was an upset or not? Beret- it was an upset. Okay. Yeah. So it was an Can upset. you agree with me that that was an upset? I, if somebody had asked me without my chivalry being a question in this point, um, on behalf of Matt, I would have said Rublev would have beaten him. Yeah. <laughs> Straight sets as well. But, you know, I don't feel like I've watched enough of Berrettini. I've watched matches of him. I think that what I saw today... Was, was really something. I, he, it was the sort of match that made me think, I want to seek out Matteo Berrettini matches. Daniela called him a um, Fabio Fanini with his head screwed on. I mean, 
That's cool, isn't it? He's yeah. a big strapping bloke. So he's a re- she said <laughs> she lives in Italy, so she's allowed to say these sorts of things. She said, you know, the problem with Italians is that they don't work hard enough and they don't want it enough. <laughs> Crikey! Um, Sorry, all he, of our Italian he, listeners. He, ten, Italian tennis players. Okay. Not, not, not all Italians. <laughs> um, and she said he does. Yeah. He he really does. He's got all the flair and the gifts that a lot of ten- Italian tennis players do have, but he's got his head screwed on as well. And look, the the stats back up that thing about Italy because they've had a lot of tan- talented tennis players over the years, and Berrettini is the first one to reach the US Open quarterfinal since um, Barazzuti in 1977. Blimey, that's a cracking stat. He's the stat. Um, Italian Davis Cup captain. Yeah, they've got a lot of players at the moment, haven't they? Italy. Yeah, yeah. Full of them. Good news for them with um, Turin on the horizon. Yeah. Not sure if they've got any young female players coming through, but certainly on the men's side, they're. Yeah, it's doing great well. to see. Great to see. Anything else we need to talk about? He awaits the winner of Monfils and Dijon. When we left it, Monfils was just oh, rollicking away. I think away he with that. one more game. I think he's already won. Yeah. Um, let me just. James' uh, life double is on. That's it's interesting, isn't it? The way I mean, that's a ruthless win. I haven't had a chance to see any of that because we were on other courts at the time. Um, but Monfils, you know, these stories, isn't it great to see? But players that are a bit older that are just coming along, you know, and and maybe grasping their moment. Dimitrov in the quarterfinals. I know he's playing Federer tomorrow. It's unlikely he'll win that, um, but still, nice yeah. to see. And Monfils, uh, assuming he's won that, I'm guessing he's won that. He Arthur Ashe is his hero, isn't he? Yeah, um, six one six two. He's played on Arthur Ashe Stadium before, but he hasn't so far this tournament. No. Um, so he'll obviously play his quarterfinal against Berrettini on the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Six That's one nice. six two six two. Monfils won, and Nadal, as we s- come to you, six three first set. Uh, so that's what's happened um, today, pretty much, and uh, we, we've loved it. It's been another great day. I received a marriage proposal from a gay man. They all count. <laughs> okay. That, that, it's all happened today, folks, I'm telling you. Uh, and another thing that has happened today is we received um, a letter about an hour ago, which uh, which really is pretty moving. I won't read all of it to you because it's, it's, you know, it's, pretty, it's pretty harrowing. Uh, from a gentleman called Alan Harris, who's one of our listeners. Um, And I will just read you the opening to it, which is, Dick, David and Catherine, the reason I'm writing you is to give you a long overdue thank you. In the last week, I've fallen on some hard times. And he goes into telling us how he suffered a car crash after a shift at work, a long shift at work. And uh, and he's in hospital at the moment. He's he's pretty badly injured. And uh, he lives in the southwest of the united states um loves tennis follows every moment of the u.s open if he possibly can and is doing so at the moment his sister has brought him an ipad so that he can stay in touch with everything as well as watch as many matches as he can and he says he he's listened to every single show that we've ever done until he unfortunately suffered this this car crash last thursday and Anyway, we want to just send him our best wishes and hope that he gets well very soon. I hope you all join us in in sending Alan Harris your very best wishes and positive vibes. You know, get well soon, Alan. Um, we're going to keep doing this. You keep liking it. Yeah. We're going to keep producing them, and hopefully that uh, that will provide some. I don't know. 
some sort of respite and um, and put a smile on your face as well. Yeah, when we started doing this, the the aim was all. I mean, all of the best podcasts that I'd ever listened to were ones where it felt like you're in the room with friends. Um, so if if we're achieving that feel for for some of our listeners, especially ones that are suffering hard times, then that's um, that's an incredibly moving and humbling thought. Yeah. So um, we're with you, Alan. Yeah, get well soon. Get well soon. Uh, and to the rest of you, uh, thanks for listening throughout the course of the fortnight so far. We're a week down. Uh, we're into week two. I mean, I think we have a fantastic um, second week ahead. Um, the order of play, I'll just give you that before. I mean, I'm going to come back on at the end of this and uh, just bring you up to date with the night session. Um, but Catherine's no doubt memorised the order of play for tomorrow. Fedor Dimitrov is uh, under the lights. Yes, it is. So we start with Alina Svitolina against Johanna Konta at 5pm UK time. That's 12 local here uh, in New York then it's Stan Wawrinka against Daniel Medvedev evening session of Serena Williams against uh, Wang Chang am I saying it the right way around I think Wang Chong Wang Chong okay sorry unconfidently saying that Uh, and then Roger Federer against Grigor Dimitrov to bring up the end to proceedings on the Arthur Stadium court. I thought you were going to say to bring up the end of Grigor's <laughs> run at the US hey, Open. This could be the one. You know, he's 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 looking good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it all started with Grigor, didn't it, for us? He's, yeah. His career started when the tennis podcast started. He's the one. He's been with us right the way through. Yeah. So when, 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 I mean slightly ridiculous thing to say when Grigor wins a slam we'll just have to mic drop and walk away yeah that's when the end of the tennis podcast happens <laughs> folks <laughs> oh dear don't talk about it um, but anyway he's uh, he's a good lad is, uh, is Grigor a really nice chap what was that Nick Kyrgios it was but he pulled out the doubles yesterday doesn't was he, he still doing doesn't it? he just walk past every time we're on like, because we're on. Why I don't know. He, why is he still here? I don't know. Uh, look, he's got to go somewhere, isn't he? So why not stay well, here? Well, he, he said the other night how much how much he wanted to go home. I wouldn't mind hanging around New York for a couple of how days. He was looking forward to He said, I've been on the road for five and a half months. I want to go home. Then he pulls out the doubles. And now here he is on the lift to the TBC floor. He's not in the penthouse lift, though. No, no. Separate lift to the, the penthouse. Not the, in that one. He's got the turnaround cap at the moment. Uh, anyway, that's him. Uh, This is us, and I'll be back a bit later with the evening session news. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Well, the night session has come and gone. Rafael Nadal is into the quarterfinals of the US Open, beating Marin Cilic in four sets. Bit tense early on, but uh, after he dropped the second set, but he got the job done in the end, raced through sets three and four, only losing a single game. And really, I think the the shot that everybody's going to remember from this match, the, in fact, the moment that everybody's going to remember from this match was the penultimate point of it when he chased down a Marin Cilic backhand drop angled volley, which was almost level with the net, and it went outside the court, and suddenly Nadal appeared from nowhere and hit the left-handed forehand banana-like around the net post and into the corner. It was just one of the great tennis moments you could possibly imagine and certainly one of the best we've seen at this tournament. Uh, it was up there with the the slam-dunk pirouette smash from Gael Monfils in its own way and, and it just sent the Arthur Ashe Stadium court completely wild and uh yeah that, that's really energized Nadal he will now face Diego Schwartzman in the last eight and uh just as Diego predicted when he was put to him Chilich played all right played okay certainly for two sets to win a set off Nadal takes some doing here and Chilich hasn't been in the best of form of late but uh Federer Nadal gets ever closer folks I, it's gonna happen I'm whispering this because you know I don't. I'm, I'm hoping that will mean it won't jinx it. We'll find out. Um, we've all since then had uh, Bianca Andreescu beating Taylor Townsend. I think you know, predictably, result-wise, uh, I certainly would have expected that to happen. Pretty stressful though. Uh, the crowd were really going for Taylor Townsend. Andreescu won the first set really easily, and then Townsend came back at her, won the second, and. Uh, Andreska was a fairly comfortable winner in the third set, but it was she wasn't completely at ease, I didn't think, out there today. Um, different sort of challenge for her, isn't it? Never played the US Open. I mean, hard to believe that I've picked somebody to win the US Open who's never even played it before. Um, but anyway, she's into the quarterfinals. She faces Elise Mertens and uh, will be the favourite for that one as well, even if Mertens is playing well, as we talked about earlier. So that'll do it for today. We are brought to you in association with The Telegraph, executive produced by TennisBalls.com with our mascot, Rio with a Y. Uh, Catherine and I will be back tomorrow. Play will begin I don't know, about 11 o'clock, 
local time, 12 o'clock. Can't remember. Um, tomorrow, though, that much we do know. Uh, thanks for listening. Do tell your friends uh, if you've enjoyed the show. Do leave us a review on iTunes. It all helps to spread the word and, and all that all that stuff. Um, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. 